Welcome to Courtney for Life, a podcast created to elevate your way of life and guide you to eat with balance, lift with passion, and live with intent. I'm your host, Courtney Stricky, an entrepreneur, nutrition coach, sponsored athlete, and food lover. Now let's dig into this episode. Hey, strong friends, and welcome to episode number 38 of the Courtney for Life podcast. All this episode is today is an audio version of my bikini competition vlog series, part three, which you can find on my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Courtney for Life. What's going on, strong friends? This is bikini competition vlog series, third and final part talking about challenges, costs, and what's next for me? What am I going to do after this? I have nothing to compare this to, obviously, because I've never done a competition before, but it was a good 10 weeks. I really feel like I had nothing to complain about. Like I liked my food choices. I loved my training and everything, but I did experience it experience a few big challenges, hurdles that obviously I did overcome, but some of them were actually, well, I guess one of them was big enough where I wanted to quit and a couple of them made me think about it a couple times. The first challenge that I experienced was my mindset shift going from six years of doing flexible dieting, so eating basically whatever I want as long as it hits my macros, to doing a rigid meal plan. That was obviously a challenge. I I do have a lot of discipline, so if you're if you're not new to my social media, then obviously you're aware of that. I do have a lot of discipline, but it was definitely a huge mindset shift going from you can eat whatever you want, you can go have ta- tacos if you're feeling it, or just kind of eat whatever and really be more loose and have a lot more nutritional freedom um, to following the rigid meal plan. Now, one thing I didn't talk about in my second vlog about this that I forgot was why did I do a rigid meal plan instead of just continuing to follow the flexible dieting, which is actually common for a lot of fitness competitors. Now, the reason why we did the rigid meal plan is because it eliminates variables. So even though I do hit my protein, carbs, and fats, we know that like food is not always created equal, right? So yes, a calorie is a calorie, but how that calorie is broken up and how that digests in your body and how that responds to each person's body is totally different. So variables like water retention, um, sodium, fiber, the digestibility of certain foods, things like that, that we were able to eliminate that or eliminate the variables when we were able to follow a meal plan. It also taught my body how to respond so we could take out any guesswork to being like, why am I feeling bloated? Why am I not increasing my training performance? Things like that. And this is where all the fine tuning was done because when I did this bikini competition, like before with my mindset with flexible dieting, it was like, eat what I want as long as it hits my macros and it's fuel for performance. So yes, this was still fuel for performance, but it was also fuel for like the fine tuning of my physique. And when I do a competition where I'm literally being judged on my physique, all these small details really make a huge difference. So going from the mindset of doing flexible dieting for six years to a rigid meal plan for 10 weeks, it was a very hard first challenge to overcome. And obviously I overcame it, so it is possible. The next challenge I had was that I thought I broke my foot and that would have messed up a lot of my training, almost all my training, but also the fact that I couldn't wear high heels. I couldn't do my daily posing practice. I was 
not being silly at the gym, but I did experience an accident where I dropped a 25 pound plate kind of on like the bone, like the top part of my foot. It hurt and it was fine. And then that night it turned, not that it turned purple, but it definitely bruised and my foot was swollen and I could not put any pressure on it. Thankfully, I woke up the next morning and it was basically fine again. So that was good. And obviously, I had no problems after that. But that was definitely a challenge. And then another challenge that I experienced was in my strength performance. So like I said in the second vlog, I really didn't cut my calories, which was amazing. But about three weeks out when we did start cutting, I experienced less strength performance in the gym. And as someone who's focused on strength as like my biggest goal over the last four years, all of a sudden seeing my strength drop, like in my mind, it was significantly over such a short period of time, over like a week and a half, it like, it killed me. And I remember there was one day I was deadlifting and I couldn't even hit like my warm up numbers. And in my mindset, like that sucked. It really sucked, but and I almost wanted to throw like a temper tantrum in the gym. So I don't know if I was hormonal that day or whatever the case was, but it was a huge mindset shift. And I remember there was like one point during that training session where I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, is it actually worth it? And then prior to that, like a few weeks before we actually started cutting, I was talking to my coach Roberto and he's like, you are going to see your strength go down and you have to remember that this is only short term. We're not getting into like any drastic measures. We're not slashing your carbs down to like a hundred grams a day or something like that. But he's like, if this is what you want to do, if you want to compete, you're most likely going to experience this for a very short period of time. And I did, and I stuck through it. And when I was having that little mini breakdown in the gym that day, I re reminded myself of what he had said. And I was like, you know what? This is only temporary. I really want to do this. I really want to push through. I don't want to quit. And of course, I got through it. Now, also, if you watched one of my recent IGTV episodes, I did talk about something with gratitude. I was experiencing a really challenging family situation, and I really don't like to talk about my personal life on social media. So obviously, no one really knew about this. Um, but because of the event that happened, the situation, it was not only one of the most mentally and emotionally crippling periods of my life, but it was actually to the point where I was going to fly back to Canada for a few days. I didn't know how long I was going to be gone for and but I knew that because I don't deal well with short-term stress I actually like cripple under short-term stress response that I knew that all, all of a sudden my training and my nutrition would be like completely out the window and at that point I wouldn't have cared less about anything other than the current situation so those those were a few of the really challenging situations that I was faced with over these 10 weeks. Thankfully, I was able to get through them with support from friends and family. And of course, both of my amazing coaches, Humberto and Kat. Costs. Let's dig into the costs. I think a lot of people overlook how expensive doing a fitness competition is. And by no means did I purchase like the top quality of everything other than my dating suit. My bikini was like, if you saw it, it was friggin' stunning, and I don't think I could have found a more glamorous competition suit if I had tried. Thank you, Amanda Louise. I love you. But I definitely did not spend the most that I could have. I know that like top-end fitness competitors will spend like tens of thousands of dollars doing competitions where they don't even get that money back if they win, if they come in first place. So trying to break down the prices for you. My bikini cost me about $1,000. 
Um, oh, and this is all in Canadian costs as well. So you can easily do the conversion into US if that works for you. Bikini was $1,000. My shoes only cost me $70, but then getting them shipped down here from Canada and Mexico cost me another $120. So those were the $200 shoes. Registration for my competition, um, booking a hotel, my makeup, getting both my trial makeup done and then full competition makeup, my spray tan, my nails, getting like the glam, getting my hair done, stuff like that. Um, the photos, I did pay my friend to do photos and videos, so that was a cost. Jewelry, I, again, I did not spend that much on jewelry, which I lucked out for it. And then my coaching and posing over the 10 weeks. So that racked me up over $3,000 Canadian, close to $3,500. So yes, it was definitely an investment. And for me to say, I will never do it again. I think seeing the price of that, I, was, I said, okay, it's okay if I don't do it again. But I think because I did see the price of it, it's something that I will want to do again. So what's next for me right now i just started a 12-week powerlifting prep that i am doing and it's going to be in mexico again this year this is my only powerlifting competition that i've done in a year so i'm very excited to be focusing on that now i am still a powerlifter i haven't like completely converted over into a bikini or any kind of fitness competitor i am still a powerlifter at heart i love the strength element and i love everything about powerlifting so I am going to be focusing on that but in all honesty I have been considering doing a, another bikini competition in spring of 2020 and if I do it it will be in Canada I have nothing set in stone yet I do have my thoughts on a few options that I want to do but again not not putting any hard dates or anything set on that I want to work through my powerlifting competition first and see where I am physically mentally regionally geographically where I am in the world what's going on and just every element of my life see where my business is but that is basically the breakdown of the challenges costs and what I might be doing in the future so that's all I've got for my three-part bikini competition vlog series thanks for hanging out thanks for watching anything if you do have questions send me messages you can comment in the notes below you can send me dms emails go to my webpage courtneyforlife.com instagram courtney for life with an underscore at the end that's it thanks for hanging out thank you for everyone so much for all of the love and support that you've given me with this competition just posting about it afterwards i, I still keep getting messages from from people from family friends and strangers so thank you again so much i love all the support that everyone has given me thanks strong friends chat later Thank you so much for joining me. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss upcoming episodes. For more beyond this podcast, including my blog, coaching inquiries, and program information, visit my website at CourtneyForLife.com. For daily inspiration for health, fitness, and overall well-being, follow me on Instagram at CourtneyForLife underscore or search hashtag CourtneyForLife. Until next time.